For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You are listening to the Therapy Podcast with your host, Shloimi Balsam. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Therapy Podcast. I thought I would try to pick a topic that was bizarre, exciting, something that directors would make movies about. So, we're going to kick off this series with disassociative disorder and that does not sound too exciting it sounds a little technical but if you go back a couple of years this used to be called multiple personality disorder ah there's a famous case of a woman named hannah up who got lost when she was 23 in the year 2008 she was lost for three weeks she remembered nothing and she just woke up the last thing she remembered she was going for a jog then five years later in 2000, 2013, right? She was teaching in Maryland. And then just one day they found her in a creek next to a shopping cart. Right? In 2017, again, she was teaching in uh, St. Thomas on the Virgin Islands. And then it was hit by Hurricane Irma. She survived the hurricane, but then she disappeared. Right? A few days later, her friends found her clothing neatly folded on a nearby bench next to her house with her car keys. And she hasn't been seen since. It's assumed that she has recurrent disassociative fog, or uh, which is a subdiagnosis of disassociative amnesia. So, from the top, disassociative identity disorder uh, (DID) it's a mental disorder which is characterized by the maintenance of at least two distinct and relatively enduring personality states. So, it comes with memory gaps, which is way beyond what you would normally consider an ordinary forgetfulness. There are different representations of the disorder, uh, and sometimes you can see the person actually behaving totally different than what's normal for that person. There are other conditions that often occur with people with DID, um, such as PTSD, uh, personality disorder, uh, borderline and uh, avoidant are common, depression, substance, abu- uh, uh, substance use conversion disorder, somatic symptom disorder, eating disorders, OCD, sleep disorders. It's also common to see self-harm and uh, non-epileptic seizures. Um, There could be flashbacks with amnesia for content of flashbacks, um, anxiety disorders, and suicidality. It's it's one of those really intense disorders. 
It's associated with overwhelming traumas or abuse during childhood. In about 90% of cases with this associative identity disorder, there's a history of neglect or child abuse. Others uh, can link it to experiences of war or a medical procedure that was done when they were a child. It is believed that there are some genetic and biological factors. The diagnosis should not be made if the person's condition is better accounted for by substance use disorder or seizures or some other mental health problem. With children, it could just be imaginative play or a religious practice. How do you take care of someone with DID? Well, supportive care and psychotherapy. Even during treatments, they're... The, the condition usually persists. It's not entirely uncommon. About 1.5% of the general population, based on um, a small U.S. community sample, about 3% of those admitted to hospitals with a mental health issue in Europe and North America have DID. It's diagnosed about six times more often in females than with males. In the later half of the 20th century, in the late 1900s, the recorded cases increased significantly. And a lot more people were claiming to have it, or to see it. DID is a very controversial topic, uh, psych psychiatrically and legally. It has been used in court to argue for criminal insanity. It's unclear whether the increased rates of disorder are because of uh, a better recognition or a sociocultural factor like uh, mass media portrayals. If a movie comes out, and with the main character having DID, there are likely going to be more cases showing up in the coming days. The symptoms vary depending on where in the world this person lives and on their culture. So, um, older identities can take forms of uh, being possessed by spirits, deities, ghosts, or mythical figures in different cultures where uh, normative possession states are common. The possession form of disassociative identity disorder is involuntary and very distressing and it occurs in ways that violates cultural or religious norms no one's really agreed on what disassociation means and there's a, a wide range of experiences that you can call disassociative it could be normal failures in attention or uh identifying as a different personality a different identity an ego state amnesia because of this lack of consensus, there is a lot of different terms that are proposed. Um, some call it an ego state, where there's a wide variety of different behaviors, but it's all united by the common sense of self. Others refer to it as alters, in which each you know alter ego has its own separate autobiographical memory, which is independent uh, initiative, and it's a sense of ownership over that person. Elert Nijenhus and... Uh, colleagues, they suggest that there's a distinction between the, the personalities responsible for day-to-day -day functioning and those that are emerging in survival situations and flight or flight, fight, fight or flight responses when there's uh, painful emotions or a traumatic memory. Others say that disassociation can be separated into two distinct forms. There's detachment and compartmentalization. Compartmentalization will be where um, it involves a failure to control normally controllable processes or actions. Either way, it's hard to put our finger on what disassociation is. Okay, so what does DID look like? Well, the DSM defines it as the presence of two or more distinct personality states. 
along with their inability to recall personal information. And not just in a normal, like, oh, hang on, what's my middle name? Like, okay, I guess that's... It's far beyond normal forgetfulness. It includes a loss of identity that, as relates to individual distinct personality states, loss of one's subjective experience of the passage of time, and degradation of a sense of self and consciousness. The clinical represent, re, re, the presentations change on every client. Some people have less dissociation, some more. Dissociative amnesia is subsumed under the dissociative identity disorder umbrella. Someone with DID may have both. They could have intrusive thoughts and also a disassociation. And they can't remember things. Most patients with DID report childhood sexual or physical abuse. Although, even that is controversial. The amnesia between the different identities in this one person, they could be uh, asymmetrical. And they don't necessarily know each other. They could be reluctant to discuss their symptoms because of their association with abuse, shame, or fear. There's also a very intense disturbance of their experience of time. About half the people with DID have less than 10 identities, and then most have less than 100, although there are about 4,500 people who are reported to have more than 100 identities. The average has gone up over the last couple of decades, with the average being around, it used to be the, like two or three, and now it's about 16. It's hard to say that the diagnosis, that the actual disorder is developing, or it could be just the psychiatric field is developing and now will accept more symptoms as a separate identity. The most common comorbidity for disassociative identity disorder is depression, headaches, um, tend to be a neurological symptom. There's also substance use, eating disorders, anxiety disorders, PTSD, personality disorders. Many people with DID in the past have had borderline personality disorder and bipolar disorder. PTSD is far more common. They tend to have more psychotic symptoms and schizophrenia and DID share the common traumatic trigger. You could also find somatization disorders, major depressive disorders, and um, a history of suicide attempts. But that's going to be more than with DID. Uh, depression and somatization disorders tend to have more suicidal tendencies. People with DID have a very high ability to be hypnotized. Some people say that DID is not anything at all, just a whole bunch of separate disorders and when you say that someone has DID it just shows that those other disorders are actually pretty severe. Again, there's a tremendous amount of dispute about this. Now the DSM-4 says that self-mutilization, impulsivity, rapid changes in interpersonal relationships point to borderline personality disorder. And we do see a lot of overlap between BPD, borderline personality disorder and disassociative identity disorder. It's Really hard to distinguish between the two. What causes DID? It's etiologically complex. There's a lot of factors that can contribute to multiple personality disorder. There is, of course, the trauma and sociological events, but there's also biological factors that trigger neurobiological responses. 
We don't know for sure if there if there are genes involved, but it's it's likely. The DSM says that uh, disassociative identity disorder is associated with overwhelming experiences, traumatic events, or abuse during childhood. It could also be uh, childhood neglect or uh, childhood medical procedures, war, terrorism. And then that dis- disassociation shows up after the trauma. It could be that disturbed and altered sleep can have a role in disassociation. And a change in environment could also affect it. Some people have hypothesized that the symptoms of, of DID may be created by therapists using techniques to recover memories, such as hypnosis. You want to access their older identities and to facilitate age regression or retrieving memories on suggestible individuals. This would be called a socio-cognitive model. Uh, it proposes that DID is due to a person consciously or unconsciously behaving in a certain way promoted by cultural stereotypes. And the therapist provides cues through improper therapeutic techniques. This model posits that behavior is enhanced by media portrayals of DID. You watch a movie that describes a disorder and now if I've experienced a trauma that's similar to this character, now I'll behave in the way that this character acts out the proper response to this. And if a therapist encourages that, then it can actually become a, a part of the person's personality. The idea is accompanied by genuine suffering and distressing symptoms, and it can be diagnosed reliably using the DSM. There is still skepticism of the traumatic etiology suggested by the proponents of DID. There's definitely reason to be concerned about it. There is a psychologist called Nicholas Spanos, and there are others who suggest that in addition to therapy-caused cases, DID may be the result of role-playing rather than alternative identities. Although others disagree, pointing to a lack of incentive to manufacture or maintain separate identities and point to the claimed histories of abuse. So it could be they're just acting out their disorder. So others argue that therapy can cause the ID. Um, you see this in the lack of children diagnosed with the ID. There's a sudden spike in rates of diagnosis after 1980, although it didn't make it to the DSM until 1994. The absence of evidence of increased rates of child abuse, the appearance of the disorder almost exclusively in individuals undergoing psychotherapy, particularly with hypnosis, the presences of bizarre alternate identities, like people claiming to be animals or mythological creatures, and an increase in the number of alternate identities over time, these cultural and therapeutic causes happen in a context of pre-existing psychopathology in uh, borderline personality disorder, which is comorbid with DID. The presentations change depending on the culture. And in Indian media, they, um, the cinematic world over there portrays DID as someone who switches their personality after sleeping. And that's actually what DID patients in India present. It's hard to say whether these are recovered memories or false memories. False memory syndrome is not regarded by mental health experts as a valid diagnosis, and it's been described as a non-psychological term originated by a private foundation whose stated purpose is to support accused parents. And critics argue that the concept has no empirical support, and 
They described the False Memory Syndrome Foundation as an advocacy group that has distorted and misinterpreted memory research. Since DID is rarely diagnosed in children, this is reason to doubt the validity of DID. As of 2011, about 250 cases of DID in children have been identified, though those cases don't offer unequivocal support of either theory. Again, an eight-year-old can also watch a movie about DID and then decide that he's hearing voices. So that's just like a little peek into the controversy of DID as a diagnosis. Due to overlapping symptoms, the differential diagnosis for DID includes uh, schizophrenia, uh, rapid cycling bipolar disorder, epilepsy, borderline personality disorder, and autism spectrum disorder. Delusions or auditory hallucinations can be mistaken for speech by other personalities. Persistence and consistency of identities and behavior, amnesia, uh, measures of disassociation or hyp hypnotizability, and reports from family mem members or other associates indicates a history of such changes that can help distinguish DID from other conditions. A diagnosis of DID takes precedence over any other dissociative disorder. Distinguishing DID from malingering is a concern that financial or legal gains are an issue and fictitious disorder may also be considered if the person has a history of help or attention seeking. Most individuals who enter an emergency department and are under, un, they're unaware of their names are generally in a psychotic state. Although auditory hallucinations are common in DID, complex visual hallucinations can show up. Those with DID generally have adequate reality testing. They could have some symptoms of schizophrenia. They can hear voices coming from inside their heads. Well, people with schizophrenia usually hear them from outside. Psychosis, um, people with psychosis are far less susceptible to hypnosis. The idea when you're trying to diagnose it, you have to make sure that it's not mood disorders, psychosis, uh, anxiety disorders, PTSD, personality disorders, cognitive disorders, neurological disorders, epilepsy, somatoform disorder, disorder factitious disorder, malingering, other dissociative disorders, and trans states. This is all part of the controversy. There are so many different forms of disassociation and memory lapses that are common with stressful and non-stressful situations, and it could be attributed to much less controversial diagnoses. If someone is faking or mimicking DID because of a fictitious disorder, they'll typically exaggerate their symptoms, uh, especially when they're being watched. They'll lie, they'll blame bad behaviors or symptoms, and often show little distress regarding their apparent diagnosis. In contrast, people uh, with generally who genuinely have DID, they'll typically exhibit confusion, distress, and they'll be embarrassed about their symptoms and their history. Psychiatrist August Piper and Harold Mursky have challenged trauma hypothesis, uh, arguing that correlation does not imply causation. The fact that people with DID report childhood trauma doesn't mean that the trauma caused DID. And, you know, if you look at the diagnosis before 1980, and the failure to find DID as an outcome of longitudinal studies of tra traumatized children, it doesn't seem likely. So they assert that DID cannot be accurately diagnosed because of vague and unclear diagnostic criteria in the DSM and undefined concepts such as you know personality, the state, and uh, state and identities. And question the evidence of childhood abuse beyond self-reports, the lack of definition of what would indicate a threshold of abuse 
that would suffice to induce DID. And the extremely small number of cases in children diagnosed with DID, despite an average age of appearance for the first alter of three years, is a psychiatrist named Colin Ross who disagrees with Piper Mursky. He said that you can act accurately diagnose the ID and he says that there are internal consistencies between different structured disassociative disorders and he goes out against Piper and Mursky saying that they're cherry picking their data and not incorporating all the relevant scientific literature available. In 2018 there was a study that showed that the phenomena of pathological dis- uh, dissociation including identity alteration had been portrayed in the ancient Chinese medicine literature, suggesting that pathological dissociation is a cross-cultural condition. We tried treating DID with, by increasing integrated functioning. Um, there's usually a mix of psychotherapy techniques, um, CBT, insight-oriented therapy, dialectic behavioral therapy, hi- uh, hypnotherapy, um, this, the eye movement desensitization and reprocessing, which is a lot easier to say, as EMDR. Maybe we'll have a, an episode on that later. EMDR is fascinating. It rarely goes away without treatment. Some symptoms can resolve from time to time or wax and wane spontaneously. Suicide ideations and suicide attempts self-harm may also occur. The duration depends on the patient goals, which can range from merely improving inter-alter communication and cooperation to reducing inter-alter amnesia uh, to integrating all alters, but it generally takes years to deal with DID. North America, we have like a 1.5% prevalence. Somewhere between 1% to 9% in the world is estimated with inpatients. In, in broader communities, it's something like 1% to 3%. It's not all that common. And it's some would say that it's non-existent. So there's a lot to talk about. The history of DID is fascinating, um, but we are out of time. Um, we could talk about the Hollywood presentation of DID, like um, we have me, myself, and Irene, which also incorrectly states that DID is schizophrenia. Sometimes uh, it's used as a plot device, like in Fight Club. Frank and Alice. Um, there was a, a TV miniseries called Sybil, also based on real people with DID. In popular culture, disassociative identity disorder, it's often confused with schizophrenia and most movies advertise their, that it's the ID, but they're actually showing schizophrenia, like in Psycho. In any event, it's a fascinating disorder, and whether it is its own disorder or comp- comp- compilation of others, how to deal with it, how common is it, what, is, what causes it, a lot to talk about, a lot to think about. Anyway, I thought this was a lot of fun. I hope you learned something. I know I definitely did. Thank you for listening. As always, feel free to shoot me an email at askmetherapy at gmail.com. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. 
Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big money on your outdoor project now at Menards. We have everything you need to keep your outdoor power equipment running smooth so you can keep that lawn in tip-top shape or enjoy some time on your boat. Right now, all FVP, lawn and garden, and marine batteries are on sale through May 5th. Check out our entire selection of FVP batteries today and view our weekly flyer on Menards.com for more great deals. Save.